from the epicenter of the hit music universe. American woman, stay away from me. American woman. Living easy, living free. Give me a hoe if you got your funky bus fare. Never know what's coming up next. Renegade Rock FM, Los Angeles. More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to RenegadeTalk.fm in Los Angeles. My name is Richie Kepler, and Patty, the queen of cannabis of Orange County, has arrived. Of course, the goddess of pot, Candace. Oh, goddess of ganja. Yeah, the goddess of ganja. (laughs) We changed your name again. She's absolutely. Was, I like that. Okay, I, I'm Last not done week yet. She was Shut the up. Princess I'm not done yet. And she's absolutely beautiful. And of course, we got Sam the Sham. Um, we no, 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 no. I love Sammy. Well, it's just Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. So, no, yeah. but that sounds like he's oh, like yeah. a conniver. Okay, anyway, I, no, no, he's not a conniver. Yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll take y'all down just to back that one up. And we, have, <laughs> and we have King Joe on the phone. We have King Joe. <laughs> yeah, King, King Joe. And Dr. Marijuana just showed up. He found his way into the into the studio. I'm going to kill him. You're going to kill him anyway. Oh, wow. Anyway, welcome to, uh, welcome to Cannabis Thursday. My name is Richie Kepler, along with uh, the Queen and the Princess. And we have Sam and Dr. Uh, Dr. Doolittle just showed up. And we have Joe on the phone. And I'm going to like kind of like hang out a little bit. I got some work to do. But, uh, ow! That hurt again, Sam. Sam, I'm going to kick you. It's I, I, not I Sam, it's you. I was told I can't curse anymore. I'm, I'm get, now I'm getting not, instructions from other today. people. No, not just today. Just not today. Okay. Anyway, I got to go. So, Patty, the queen of cannabis on Cannabis Thursday, it's all yours, my darling. Take your throne. Hi, guys. <laughs> so happy to be here. And I, uh, we are happy, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Um, Candace... We have Joe Grumbine on yes, the phone. We love and Joe. We love Joe. And I would like either you or Sam, both of you, to give uh, a little background on Joe and let's then let, let Joe talk. Yeah, let's let Sam do it because Sam's been present at some of the court cases and stuff. So, um, Well, Joe has, you know, he, he's um, one of the true activists in the community. He has a foundation called The Human Solution, and that provides court support and a lot of other support, actually. In fact, last night, we were in Long Beach um, and Joe had put together a town hall meeting in Long Beach uh, entitled Cannabis in Your Community or Medical Cannabis in Your Community. How many attended? It was actually a standing room only. We had to leave the first wow. room. 
Wow. And then go to find another room, and that room wasn't big enough. Impressive. I mean, it was cool. it was incredible. Um, and, you know, so I'll let Joe actually um, fill us up on on how how that went, and when we can expect future um, town hall meetings in Long Beach and in, in your lo- your own local community. Where, where was it held again? It was in Long Beach at the Gay and Lesbian Center. Oh, okay. But right now we got Joe Grumbine on the line with uh, The Human Solution. Um, Hello, Joe. How are you doing? Hey, Joe, tell us a little bit about The Human Solution first. Okay, well, The Human Solution is a, is a nonprofit education and support uh, group, and, and our mission is to provide uh, education and support to patients, providers, and the community. Uh, our ultimate goal is to be part of removing the stigma surrounding cannabis and you know, create a world where our grandkids can not have to worry about going to jail over a plant. Now, and, did you start this? Um, I was one of the founders. Yeah, absolutely. Me, actually, Candace was there the day that we began this, and Bill Britt and Charles Monson and a bunch of others that have been in the movement for a long time. Yeah, and, and so it was a collaboration you know, a, of organizations, and Joe just definitely took the lead, worked the hardest on this, and, you know, we, we, we all chose him to be the director of this organization, and he's done a wonderful job. Is it older than uh, ASA? Oh, no, no. We, we okay. actually just okay. incorporated a little more than a year ago. So we actually acted, we called ourselves the California Coalition when we first started, and the concept of that is, you know, I believe that there's a lot of great activist groups that do a lot of good things, but um, I think if we were to unite exactly. and, and do more things as patients united Power under numbers. the different auspices, we can accomplish more. Right. Definitely. And so we do that. We work with other groups as often as we can, and, you know, we've worked with ASA and Normal and, and MPP, and, and uh, now we just joined up with the Committee of Patients out in Long Beach, um, Madeline Johnson's group, and yeah. uh, we decided uh, to start hosting some town hall meetings. And this is something that I think education is, is the key to uh, ending the stigma. And, you're and you're absolutely right. Educating and informing. Right. And, and, and education can be done a lot of different ways. You can, you can teach classes. You can Well, I think the town hall meetings are the best. That was well, really good. I idea. love that. I think it's great. I mean, it's a great idea. And tell people how they can uh, get in touch or be a part of it or be there. Do you have an okay, like, well, email? Or? This is a, a sort of this is a new idea that we that we're running with and we're running really hard with. So um, I can be reached at um, the website is the-human-solution.org. And there's a contact page where um, I can be reached. Um, I'll give you my phone number, too, which is technically the Human Solutions phone number. Um, and it's area code 951. 951. 436. 436. 6312. 6312. Great. Great. Right. And, and we're, at this moment, working on the next meeting and where it's going to be. And one of the things that we're going to start doing is... There's a lot of um, government officials that hold town hall meetings, and my our thought was, well, we can we can hold our own, and I think we should do that whenever we can. Um, but why not attend the other ones that are already being held? Well, and you know what I represent think represent heavily. A, a part of it is California is so spread out, and. And I think people start groups in their areas. And I think that's what splinters everything. And I think, well, you know, being that everybody's so far away. 
I agree, and, and that's part of what we're here to, to help to fix. We're, we're not a regional group, and we're actually setting up branches in uh, three other states right now. And, you know, this isn't a regional problem. It's certainly a problem that California is feeling a lot of the effect of. But imagine being in a state like Texas or Florida that doesn't even have a medical law. Right. You know, and, and so one of the things that we're working on doing is um, electronically... Um, uh, you know, Skyping our meetings and things like that so that people can great idea. join in. Absolutely great idea. Great, great idea. You know what? Tell us, uh, let us know what's happening in your life in regards to uh, people that don't know, know who you are about your case. Okay. Well, I can't talk too specifically about my case, but um, back in, I'll give you kind of a real brief, brief rundown. And there's a lot of articles you can Google my name and find a lot of in-depth information. But um, I was uh, started a collective in Garden Grove uh, back in uh, April of '08, and uh, was arrested in Riverside in December of '09. For what? Uh, for well, I had the contents of the collective in my truck, and so the cops didn't know what to do. I got I got charged. I got thrown in jail, charged with. Uh, three felonies, transportation, possession with intent, and sales. Now, at this uh, time, were you in compliance? Well, there was no compliance at that time. I mean, the AG guidelines had just come out, and we were, actually, we were operating in compliance, and I'll, I'll get to that, you know, as, as, as I continue this story. But um, they didn't, Riverside County didn't understand anything, and they thought I was a drug kingpin, and they thought I was, you know, they caught the, the dawn of the mafia or something. Trust and, me, I know about Riverside <laughs> County and yeah, their, it's their, their, their uh, mentality. It's uh, quite amusing. So anyways, I lawyered up and, um, you know, I interviewed a lot of lawyers and, and you know, talked to a, a lot of different, different attorneys about, uh, you know, their approach and their cost and their passion and what they're doing. And I ended up um, picking up Chris Glue, who I really feel is... Uh, got his heart in the game and uh, is, is not only a, a good or an excellent attorney, but I think he's, he really uh, is passionate about the movement and he does things for the right reasons. And so um, he stood by me, uh, was very worked with me financially because I had all my resources stripped and I was, you know, very limited in the, my ability to pay him. Do you have a family, Joe? Huh? Oh, absolutely. I'm a... I'm a father of uh, four kids uh, and a grandfather of two. Um, been married for 15 years. I have a, um, a little botanical garden and nursery called Willow Creek Springs out in between Paris and Lake Elsinore that we host a lot of events and meetings and things. It sounds fabulous. And on that note, you're going to stay on the line and we are going to take a short break. And we'll return, we will return with more hot <laughs> pot topics. Nice. More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome to RenegadeTalk.fm. It's Cannabis Thursday with the Queen of Cannabis, Patty Cakes, and of course the sex goddess of cannabis, the princess Candace of normal is here. And of the course, Sam. Princess of Pot. Oh, the princess of Pot. I'm sorry. I get it's confused. okay. I liked all those days. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the song. Do you hear me? 
Are you going to listen to me? No. You never do. I never will. I don't like, I don't, I don't like women like you. I love you. Listen to I love you, Josh. Anyway, we got Joe on, too, uh, from uh, wherever he may be. Where are you at, Joe? Solution. I'm in Pasadena right now. You're in Pasadena. Okay. I love Pasadena. You love everything, Pat. He's, Joe's everywhere. I know. Yeah, no, you love Joe, too. Pas- he was in Long Beach last Pas- night. Pasadena <laughs> is a little like the East Coast, housing-wise. It, it it's just a has beautiful a, Southern California exactly. day out here. Hey, do you... Wait, one. Do you know that Katino Mobley from the New York Knicks is going to be your local drug dealer now? No. I had no idea that. In Pasadena? Uh, no. No, no. We're uh, Rhode Island. Oh, on the East Coast. On the East Coast. He's going to open a dispensary, yep. a medical marijuana he center? Will fur- he, he's going to secure a license, um, but he's already uh, getting it together. Good and for he's him. the sole uh, financer for the Summit Medical Compassionate Center. The more athletes, Could the you better. imagine walking into a dispensary? I mean, I don't know who he is because I'm not a sports not, but and getting your buds from the former NBA star. But the thing is that it'll be cool that he owns it, but he'll never actually be there. Just like put it, think about it like John Elway, Toyota, Honda, whatever in Colorado. You want to buy a car from John Elway, so it'll be pretty successful. You know, maybe have I some know, pull you have, to get things actually done. You know, and, and yeah. provide a good center for them. Exactly, and you know, be a role mo- model for that uh, state or well, city, it's whatever. A, it's a celebrity endorsement. I mean, exactly. Like, there was a, uh, a, a person who played professional football and he kept getting drug tested and, and he kept failing drug tests because he was using cannabis to heal his body between the, the games and and um, finally he just quit the NFL and went to go learn what Joe knows actually and we've got Joe on the line from the Human Solution um, tell us a little bit about uh, what were you doing in Long Beach last night last night well we were uh, we were hosting a town hall meeting and we were discussing the effect of medical cannabis on your community. And uh, we had members from several different organizations there, um, including the Committee of Patients that Madeline Johnson hosts. Um, The Human Solution was there. There were members from ASA, um, members from Normal, and uh, one member in particular, uh, Stephanie Landa, was from the Landa Prison Outreach Program. Um, hey, Joe, was uh, anything mentioned about uh, the new cancer discovery with cannabis in what Denver? Was, what, what was the focus of the, of the town hall meeting? What the, the focus of this meeting was uh, to discuss the effects of medical cannabis on your community. Oh, and on the community, we were, okay. We were talking primarily about law enforcement's position, about how uh, crime goes up when collectives come into town. Uh, we were also talking about the effects when uh, medical uh, cannabis collectives get rated as a policy. Um, and we mm-hmm. talked about the fiscal impacts. We talked about the impacts to the, to the people involved what? that get rated. What are those we, fiscal impacts? The fiscal impacts are, are crazy. They spend uh, upwards of a million dollars to raid uh, an average collective dispensary. Um, and and that's just the cost of the raid. And and the, where was this? Well, this, this again? Where, and this is uh, this is just every raid costs generally about a million dollars. That's 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 just a general term pulled from the DEA statistics. Uh, it's like man hours during. Does that include like? But they lie. Just, the uh, DEA lies. It came right, from them. It's so hello, it's probably. And, and we we also discussed triple. about the the uh, the the 
um, the cost of housing prisoners, oh, uh, right. the cost of the court costs, all of the the different uh, agencies involved, Lawsuits. and how it's kind of a big business. Yeah. And they spend a lot of tax dollars to do these raids, and, and it's a low-hanging fruit. They get to seize a bunch of assets, yep. they get to take a lot of money, and then the, the individuals get to fight to get it back. Yeah. Well, the other counterpoint to that was what's happening with the city's budgets. At the same time they're doing this and they're spending all this money attacking uh, medical patients and their providers, they're cutting the police force, they're cutting fire departments. Long Beach just took uh, one permanent fire engine out of service and two others are, are losing an engine. They've cut 427 teachers um, getting Beach? red tags this year. Sixty-some uh, police officers are losing their jobs this year due to budget cuts. It's just in Long Beach. Right. Oh and, and you know what? It's This is happening everywhere because the country's in very bad shape. We haven't seen the bottom yet. Everybody thinks it's getting better. Well, not true. So, well, uh, and I've, it's just happening. And the, 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 the idiots do not see a way of legalizing uh, cannabis and taxing it and making billions of dollars. Hello? Well, I mean, and, and Los Angeles, um, you know, they, they're having a conversation in a couple of weeks. I think that you're going to be at, right, Joe? Absolutely. And, and well, there's going to be the, the Next Steps Conference, which is uh, uh, the 19th at the Ricardo Montalban Theater yeah, in Los Angeles. Normal. I up. And I believe uh, I signed Normal, up for Asa, that. and the, the DPA are going to be involved with that. Yeah, in fact, we'll be streaming. MedicalMarijuana411.com is going to be streaming live that day. Okay, Excellent. repeat the date and the place again. The Ricardo Monteblon Theater, next, not this Saturday, but next March 19th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's in uh, Hollywood, uh, Los Angeles. I think it's in Hollywood, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Orange County Normal's going to be volunteering there, too. So we'll all be there. Yeah. So you guys will have to come down so you can meet the whole crew, huh? That's gonna, in fact, you can uh, get I'm tickets. volunteering. You can get tickets, I think. Cool. At, I'll uh, volunteer. Cool. You, I think you can get tickets at uh, drugpolicyalliance.org. Yeah. Or if you even look up um, Next Reform Conference, Google it. You could probably get linked right up. Now, yeah. is this we'll the first... Um, this is a follow-up from the one that was in Berkeley that recently was held. That was a huge success. It's and sold are, out. And okay. so they're holding another one. Okay. And this time it's going to fit a thousand people. They're going to have an outdoor area for medicating and for food. They're going to bring food trucks out there. I and am I so excited. Human Solutions is going to be f- doing a fundraiser there selling drinks. Right, Joe? Right. The Human Solution uh, was generously offered uh, the opportunity to provide coffee, tea, and water. And oh. we're also given a nice little area to... Uh, uh, promote our t-shirts and our solidarity ribbons and our patient relief fund and so we're going to give away the coffee tea and water and and uh, educate people about our group and hopefully gain a little bit of support cool that's excellent well, and, and since the last one we had los angeles had measure m yeah so that's something that they'll definitely talk about that that sucked i was really upset yeah measure m which was um fiercely debated and activists work hard to make sure that it didn't pass actually did pass um Ezra M, M-, M- was to add about $50 to every $1,000 in donation um, 5% yeah 5%, 5% tax. tax and so it's going to make medical cannabis what like 14 point something percent tax because it's on top of the regular 0.75. so that's so that's the sin tax on medicine for sales so that the state can try to recoup some of the budget that they've that they've spent on going after people like Joe. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it, 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 it doesn't... 59.3% voted 
people voted for it was too. a big it was an it's a, there's a lot of work for Damn. us to do we, we we've got yeah, a lot of people tough. to educate so uh be be ready joe in fact you know what we just got breaking news that there's going to be an after party that night yep uh, breaking so, news oh so so i love it the, the tickets uh the tickets for that i'm not sure when those will be available yet but the tickets for the um for the event are twenty dollars uh they're going to an excellent cause yep. everybody's invited it's about hollywood and vine near the pantages theater and what's the, what's the cause uh, well, so it's a, it it's a cannabis the, caucus, and, okay. and, and this is a I, conversation bringing a up... Can of caucus. Can of caucus. Ooh, I love you. discussion <laughs> about the next uh, ballot initiative and, and trying to make it to where it's better than the last one and one that'll pass. Are you going to be running for president? <laughs> no, I, I don't think that uh, I would pass anybody's vetting at this point. You know, John McCain's maybe. It'll be really interesting to go to this conference because I know one of the things that they'll probably talk about is the recent um, investigations and kind of attacks that the Board of Equalization's been making against dispensaries. I mean, this is, I mean, just recently come up and it's, you know, some cause for concern for dispensaries collectors that they haven't been paying taxes. Um, the but it's e- not, I mean, uh, how could they take, how could you tax their Asking, yes, people it, to pay taxes before on, where we were required to. They're going exactly. after a couple collectives for taxes between 2004 and 2007. Well, and have, uh, on that note, we're going to take a short break and then we'll be back. More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back, Renegade Nation. We are here on Cannabis Thursday with me, of course, the queen of cannabis and normal Candace, the princess of pot and Sam. What can I say? Oh, Sam the man. Well, yeah, I like that. I like that. And Joe is still on the phone. And um, hi, Joe. Welcome back. And Sam has a couple questions. Um, well, one of the things that I had heard you mention last night uh, was was about um, jury nullification. And I know there's been some some. It's a word that's been coming up. A little bit more and more lately. So, I had a few questions about jury nullification. I'm sure other people do as well. Can, what can you tell us about jury nullification? From what you understand it to be? Well, jury nullification is kind of a touchy subject because um, it's it's the concept that a juror can do the right thing regardless of what a judge's um, instructions are when they go to to uh, deliberate a case, and a jury is. A juror is allowed to make an informed decision and do the right thing. And oftentimes in a case, uh, elements of evidence are not introduced, and thus the jury isn't able to see the whole picture. And so in a case like Jovan Jackson's where they didn't allow the medical defense, the juror had to convict him. I mean, the jury had to convict him. Well, but who determines if they can use that or not? Well, well what no, that's determines just the term is, is when they do that. It's, you know? it's their understanding of it, basically. This is a, this so is you a have to convince them that medical marijuana has. is medical marijuana. Well, it depends on the judge's ruling whether you can introduce that or not. Well, that's you know? what I'm so saying. What determines whether he can introduce it or not? What, what, what the judge decides. Just 
You know, he'll like pull judges, case law judges and decide whatever. Do what they want yeah. a lot of times. Okay, that's and not fair. Well, yeah. But um, I think jury nullification also kind of to me means that even if they think you're guilty, but they don't think it's a crime and that you shouldn't go to jail, they'll just find you innocent because, yeah, you're guilty, but that's stupid. Like the jury in Montana, right? That they were trying a guy for an eighth. They're like, yeah, he had it, but that's retarded well, the, and we're not sending him to jail. So we're going to, he's well, not they guilty. Even, right. They didn't even seat 12 jurors for that. They couldn't even get exactly. 12 right. people right. Exactly. to be and on that's a jury. even a better example. So of it means is. they're smarter than we are. Yeah, like, that's stupid. that's pretty sad yeah. and meanwhile they're having the conversation tomorrow to repeal the montana law yeah right Ooh. so so again education is always the answer and if we can educate people about the law and about medical cannabis um if somebody gets in a situation where they get to sit on a jury um they have the opportunity yeah. to make a decision and, and actually represent the law as it was intended. Yeah, so we have to teach them that you have the right to nullify, you know, if you're a juror, you know. Well, I'm sure that's one of the many things you'll be bringing up at future town hall meetings, yeah? <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now, how, how often are these town hall meetings? Well, we just did the first one yesterday on a very short notice because we had an available place to have it. But I, I, I expect these to happen very regularly. I'm hoping to encourage them to happen organically and spontaneously and and every chance that they can. Um, we're going to probably at least do one once a month, um, but I'm thinking we're going to be piggybacking on existing town hall meetings. And did you say are, you're Skyping it? We were, we're going to be. This is all... This is all happening very quickly. And you we, know we what? Learn it's, quick. it's real easy because my, my friend and I are, are, are Skyping a yoga class. Uh, so, right. and, you know, it's not hard to do. That's really cool. It'd be neat to go in to just start pamphleting the neighborhoods too. you know, get more people involved, like, you know, like a real town hall meeting, like come address sure, your concerns, sure. share with the community. That's come the to idea. We want know, to get the community get involved. people that and don't know anything, you know, teach them. Yeah. Well, it excellent. starts with us educating and informing and if we do it through the proper vehicles and people that know what they're talking about and hopefully it will unite this cannabis community well, well, the other side is is uh city council meetings are a place that people go to to do just that but most of the time people get frustrated because they're not allowed to speak exactly you know, and they don't want to there's too many other important things that they think they get put to the last yes, exactly. agenda item and, and then it's too late and they go home yeah but this is straight up a conversation to the experts with the counterpoint so we can hear the other side's uh opinion and and it's it's in a in a moderated setting so it, it stays uh, stays cogent it stays civil and and we have a, a heated discussion sometimes but but ultimately, we walk out and everybody uh, has a better understanding of the topic. Well, and one of the things that um, we, we are given the opportunity to do when we're not in one of those settings is to where one of the things that you guys will be providing on the um, 19th um, are, are solidarity ribbons, which is a great way to, have a, to start a conversation anywhere you go. And where do they get them? Well, the solidarity ribbons are something that the Human Solution members make. Uh, we, we say they're made with love and aggression, and what they are is they're a little green ribbon with a little red cross on it. You and where can them. our listeners get one if they want one? Um, you can order them from the website. And they're that is? Oh, the-human-solution.org. 
Well, what's the what's the purpose of these um, ribbons? The purpose of the solidarity ribbon is number one to to show our solidarity. If we go to a court hearing and there's 30 people walking around in the hallway, how do you know what's the point? They, right, you see exactly. 30 ribbons walking around, and you go, right. oh wow, those are those guys. It identifies you. The other thing that they do is they encourage a conversation. I walk around with my ribbon on all the time. And three, four times a week, I have somebody come up and ask me, hey, what's that about? And it gives me an opportunity to talk to them about medical cannabis, somebody that I would have never talked to before. Right. Well, you, you know, you both have the ribbons on, and that is good because, you know, you found someone that you can share information with. That's the third thing is, is you can spot somebody down the water, exactly. walking down the street, and you go, hey, yeah. I know you. It's like your and brother, yeah. Exactly. And, and it's the, the purpose of it, too, is not to be a militant statement. It's something that we can wear in a courtroom. We can wear to a wedding or a funeral or anything. And it's, and it's an acceptable symbol. So it's, it's something that, you know, it gives you access to a place where you might not, you know, if you walk around with a big Bob Marley T-shirt on, it might not be so accepted. And so there's a, you know, even though, you know, freedom of expression should be a piece of cake, it's, it doesn't always apply. Nah. It, they lie. Well, Joe, it's been a real pleasure having you on the line today. Yeah, thanks, Joe, for sharing with us. We're going to have to have you on yes, back again. Yes, definitely, soon, definitely. Anytime. I, I'd, I'd be glad to join you guys. And uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, letting me rant a little bit. Cool. Absolutely. Keep up the good work. You can uh, follow right. Joe at uh, Human Solution, the human solution.org. Uh, I encourage everybody to follow along. Um, and actually, medicalmarijuana411.com will be streaming his uh, town hall meetings as well. Um, as often as possible. Uh, Excellent. Joe. I look forward to seeing you guys. Thanks, real soon. Joe. We'll talk real soon. Okay. Take care. Thank Bye. You. That was great. It was. It was so nice. We've been trying to get Joe on the show for quite a while. He's always so busy. I mean, he lives way out. Uh, he, I mean, he's he's not in L.A. or Orange County. He's I know, always in L.A. and Orange County doing doing the good work. Everything's far away out here, though. Yeah, that's true. it's it's you know it's not like. In New York, it's right next door, down the street, or a cab right away. But wait a minute. I, this made me laugh. Did anyone see this on uh, KTLA News yesterday? Um, agents find four-foot gator guarding 1.5 million in pot plants. <laughs> no. The gator was living in a cement tub inside the house. Now, you know, we've heard of guard dogs, but Where guard, was this? guard gators, Hemet. Does that what? Yes, there's an alligator yes. in it guarding pot. How, how did pot? they get the alligator? They see uh, the Let's Department check of Justice. The, the, the Department. You want to take a break and then come back and talk about the alligator? Let's do it. Yeah, no. let's take a break. We'll, we'll come back and tell you all about it. Renegade Talk FM. <laughs> More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. We will definitely rock you today. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to RenegadeTalk.fm Los Angeles. I'm Patty Cates, Queen of Cannabis, and today is Cannabis Thursday. With me is my good, good buddies, Candace of Normal and Sam of Medical Marijuana 411. Hey, guys, I, I want to finish the story of the animals. I have two animal stories. Can of croc, part two. Can of croc, part two. <laughs> Anyhow, this was in Hemet. And for those of you out there that don't know what Hemet is, 
It is a little country town. I mean, is that what you would call it? I don't even know what Hemet is. And apparently the alligator capital of Southern California. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was, maybe this was this morning. I don't know. 7, uh, 35, March 9th. I don't know what the date is today. But uh, authorities raided a house in Hemet and seized almost 2,300 marijuana plants along with a four-foot alligator that was apparently being used to guard the plants. I still don't know how. Yeah. Wait. (laughs) Alligators are slow. The Department of Justice and the authorities conducted the raid, okay? Um, I think they planted that alligator. Well, it says (laughs) authorities received an anonymous tip that people at the home might be dealing drugs. Hello? Somebody didn't like these people because... It was an anonymous tip. Wait, so more people knew about the drugs than the alligator? <laughs> you know? I, I, you think I the word on the street would be the alligator or right. something, you know? The alligator wasn't... You guys get a lot of carcasses in your yeah. house. Uh. There's a lot of sheep that go in but don't come out. There's some funny business there. Isn't that weird? It, it wasn't about crazy. the alligator. I would think it would be right. like well, we know that raid uh, Humane Society raid or something that like turns Hysterical. up the pot, you yeah. know? Well, Peter. then the other way around. Wally was the guard croc. Nice. The can of croc. Do they feed him buds? It didn't say. It just said that 55-pound gator named Wally, which they described as a watch gator. I don't know. Would you be scared of a gator? Would it turn you if away? It, if it was named, if it had like a chain around its neck named Wally. Well, I know. Yeah. Like, with spikes coming out, like out of it. it found, spikes. please return to yeah. Yeah. or call. My name is Wally. Yeah. His, his, uh, his house consisted of a black cement mixing tub filled with water in the back room of the house. So he was behind the plants? Uh, yeah. What a, what a typical well, thing to do. Uh, the, the guy, Maybe. John, he, got, he was arrested, of course. Uh, felony suspicion of possession of concentrated cannabis and cultivation of marijuana for sale. Did, was he, did he have a, a, out of curiosity, did he have a patient? Was he any type of patient? Does or? it say it was a medical or anything? They never say that. They did say that the gator was said to be very healthy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. and anybody in, okay, so they take care of animals. I'm sure they take care of plants. In I fact, know. maybe the alligator looks very reptilian and maybe just uses its tongue to, to see get what the they. Bugs. Maybe it, it wasn't guarding. Maybe he found on the side of the road and he rescued well, it. They got. No, he, they were using. I read it's another article somewhere that it could just be a humane act instead of like a devious a, protection plan. It was probably. Are they, are they, are they, it was probably his pet, and they were like just being stupid and thought they'd throw that in I as got a an, watchdog. I got another question: Is there are, are are alligators illegal in California? I mean, ferrets are illegal in California. And I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean. I don't know. We'll I don't know about the I reptilian think, possession I, I, it, law. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they'll find one. They'll anybody one out there? Is, anybody in Hemet who knows more about this yeah. story? Please, please. Yeah, I know. call let us. Let us know because we're dumb. That's something I like expect like, okay. in Florida. But like with all the things happening in Florida, like they just passed um, five. The Senate, anyways, just um, approved five medical marijuana bills, and it's on now to the House of Representatives. So should you know those medical marijuana laws pass, and we have grow houses, we might. That's something I expect to see down there. Definitely see. <laughs> We'll, we'll see. More. In fact, we'll probably see more of it down there Where, because in of Florida. Yeah. Like, oh, what good. a great idea! I know they're all like they're pests, and we can actually use them for a good purpose. We already have them. Well, and the the great thing, I mean, Florida and Texas were the two places, and maybe what you know, Virginia or something. But there's a few places that people would never in a million years think medical cannabis is, is going to enter that. Not not until well, they say Pennsylvania yeah, will be the last. One. Texas the last, and you know? Florida but probably were the holdouts. Florida but. is having this huge. Conversation 
conversation. And, and now that there's so many people of a certain age on a lot look of prescription Maine. pills. Look at Maine. Maine They're opening yeah. their first first dispensary on the East Coast. And they've had the law for a while. And now they're, now they're going to be dispensing yeah. it. I mean, it's just a matter of time before we're going to hit... A, a critical mass, uh, and 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 at this time, at the same time, Montana's trying to repeal it, and there's there's why there's a how how long has it been there? Um, they, I think they passed in '96. Okay, '96. This is uh, 2011. So in all these years, they're they're saying. I, I mean, two, I'm sorry, 2006. Yeah. Okay, like, oh, I was going to say that, that was California. That's, that sounds better. And what happened there that made them say, "Hmm, this isn't working for us"? Well, there, there's always in every group. There's a few bad apples. Every group. I mean, look at the bankers today. I oh, hate we, we know. Hate Chase. Hate Chase. Hate Chase. It's like extreme conservatives, right? That are just like there's there no, are, they're money hung, hungry, greedy, e- egotistical, blood sucking. You tell them. I, I hate them. Well, I mean, and we're not sugarcoating it at all. I mean, there are there, the the bad apples in the conservative groups and the bad apples in the medical cannabis groups. Exactly. Bad apples in both groups. Everywhere taking advantage of people's consciousness. Yes. I mean, they're they're lying to people. There's a, there's a there was an ad um, put out by like you know first. Community Kids First or something like that. Yeah. Really right-wing group. Um, Children First or something like that. Yeah, they're funded by tobacco and yeah. alcohol and, you know, I love uh, it. They're, pharmaceutical They want to make sure those kids get the right information <laughs> yeah. on cigarettes and alcohol. So, so, so there was a, there's one person going around trying to repeal this law and one person going around trying to get people signed up. Um into this law that might be compromising some I don't you know does normal have a strong presence there yeah oh definitely when I go to the normal conferences there's activists there and I think that you know activists being there is one of the reasons why they passed a law in the first place you know if there's no one doing work there's um, they got a great great hemp community a lot of farming I mean there if there isn't there isn't a federalist state out there more into states rights in Montana and Texas, <laughs> and, and and I mean they they have the the I think the country's youngest uh, medical marijuana patient, two and a half year old kid. Oh, right, yeah. right. We t- I think we. I'm sure we talked about him on the was, show before. Right. What does the child have? The baby. I think he had cancer, but um, he didn't eat for 40 days, and and you know similar to Joey Miko's son, and having ha- having given him medical cannabis, now his life has been saved. And if this law is repealed, his parents are either going to have to move or break the law to continue well, to save the life of, of their two-and-a-half-year-old son. This is what I'd ask Joe. We never got to talk about. And this just came out. Uh, the um, Cannabis Science developed um, a product-based, a cannabis-based product, and that is healing cancer lesions. And the this was with like an, chemo uh, burns or something. Um, it's called basal basal cell carcinoma. That's what this person has, and it and it's it's healing. Yes, it's healing. And it heals everything. It's 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 unbelievable. Why isn't this on the front page? I mean, when I saw this, it was like, oh my god, it's. You know, this is what they're doing, and nobody's talking about it. Robert, Dr. Melamy, Dr. Robert Melamy. We should have him on the show soon, actually. Yeah. Can we? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, that's your job for next week. Okay. <laughs> Get me a beer. I'll bake more cookies. Mm. Um, so it, de- it demonstrated that the, ca- um, the cannabis extracts 
appeared to be effective against what seems to be the patient's third incidence of basal cell carcinoma. Is that studying in the United States? This was in Denver. Oh. This is Denver. Oh, by Melanie? This is, this yeah, is, yeah, Melanie. This is, right. Is this the doctor that did this? Yeah, yeah, he does cannabis science. Yes, That's exactly. His. He concludes, more importantly, before and after treatment, biopsies were performed. And again, the sites of the former lesions have both been verbally confirmed by a physician to be free of cancer cells. Wow. I mean, free there's so of much, cancer cells. There's so much um, saw, information yeah. about cannabis and cancer. But and why isn't it out there? It, it, it is. I mean, no, look at us. We're talking about it. Yeah, it's out there's there. like the new documentary recently, What If Cannabis Cured Cancer? Yeah, but really what I'm saying is that. we know that. We know that. But the people out there that really need to know it, that, that we need to educate I, and inform, they're not going to go research cannabis and cancer. I think, I, think, I think that they are now. I mean, Florida would not be having this conversation if they hadn't done their homework. Yeah. And so everybody has there's a lot internet. of old everybody people in Florida. Phone. I mean, my grandma can text. <laughs> That's everybody true. knows There's, how to use their phones now yeah. so 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 to have any information available we could probably listen to the show on our phones when well, yeah, you know definitely. <laughs> and florida's always had a lot of activists i know at the normal conferences the biggest chapter presence is usually the florida state um, college chapters because in that state for some reason they give the normal like every organization like a school organization a lot of money so all the kids are able to come they come like in a bus from florida to wherever wow. it is every year and then they have robert platshorn working there now and he's doing a normal who is he silver tour which is a, a senior citizens tour he came down to the medical cannabis and, and conference who is in laguna woods yeah he um was in jail for a while as a drug smuggler in the past he wrote a book yeah and so he's <laughs> so he's an author and an, activist. an activist yeah okay and had a lot of experience and stuff. And he's Him a and senior Irvin. citizen now, so, you know. And Irvin Rosenfeld's in it. Florida, too. Yeah, and I mean, so they're working And those guys are, are doing a and lot. And Irvin Rosenfeld, for those of you who don't know, Irvin Rosenfeld is a federal patient. Our government grows medical cannabis for him yep. through the IND program. And that's grown at the University of Mississippi. Uh, Google it. <laughs> it's yeah. really happening. Hey, Tommy Chong, Tommy Chong is back on the bandwagon again. He is um, endorsing in British Columbia, and I don't know what these initials stand for, NDP leadership candidate Dana Larson. And Mr. Larson is the director of the Vancouver Medical Cannabis Dispensary and founder of the BC Marijuana Party. Oh, so he's like um, doing some like sponsor work for one of the dispensaries in um, Canada? Yeah. Excellent. He he thinks that uh, you know he says that Mr. Larson he he should be premier, and um, marijuana should be legalized. But they're more lenient there. Yeah, they, they are I more mean, there's, they're, they're, they do a lot more studies they're in the Canada. More, they're a little Mark bit more where? smart, and they realize it's not a problem. They don't waste their police resources on it. You it's know? a health issue. In fact, yeah. there's a great um, physician out there, uh, Gabor Mate. He's in a, if Google Gabor Mate. Everybody, G A B O R, because we're running out of time. <laughs> um, but Gabor Mate has an amazing amount of information, and he's based uh, up in Vancouver. Um, dealing with brain trauma, ADD, ADHD. Cool. Um, and Mark Ware, a cannabinoid doctor um, who has been doing a lot of work with patients at a time, and he does... Uh, okay, I, I have to say, 
I have two funny 911 stories because I search for them. I love those stories. Okay. Uh, um, this is in Salem, Oregon. What's happening in Oregon? A lot of the things we've been talking about. Anyhow, uh, 21-year-old Calvin Hoover um, uh, called 911 to say his truck had been broken into a stolen cash jacket and a small amount of marijuana while he was in the bar in Salem. <laughs> was he a patient? It doesn't matter. Well, he's a moron. I mean, he's a total moron. There are and cases then, where they wait give a minute, it back. He called back to complain that def- deputies hadn't arrived. I mean, he was arrested. Did he call back to say he was arrested for it? driving under the influence? Here's another. Oh, wait, he drove. I thought he was at the bar when he called. Uh, he called nine one one. Said, "Yeah, I smoked it on the way to the bar, and then I left it in my car, and someone stole." And they're like, "Oh, you were smoking while you were driving." He's probably that stupid, right? <laughs> the dispatcher said. Them. The dispatcher said they had trouble understanding him because he kept stopping and vomiting. Was it that same cop he, who thought he was as he die? was talking, he was vomiting? Oh my God, no! <laughs> and then there's this um, in Missouri, Lebanon, Missouri, uh, a nine one one hang up call from a. Mo- hotel room. Police officers went to the motel and were told by the woman that her boyfriend did nothing during the day but smoke marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Can I leave you guys with a joke? Yeah. Yeah. How much um, coke did Charlie Sheen do? I don't know. Enough to kill two and a half men. (laughs) (laughs) Two and a half men. A councilman from Dearborn, Michigan is outraged over a 911 call. He wants to know why no charges have been filed against a police officer who admits to confiscating marijuana from suspects and then baking it in brownies. Once he and his wife were full and high, they thought they'd overdosed and called 911. I think I'm having an overdose as well as my wife. Overdose of what? Marijuana. I don't know if it had something in it. Can you please send rescue? Did you guys have fever or anything? No, I'm just, I think we're dying. Okay, how much did you guys have? I, I don't know. We made brownies, and I think we're dead. Time is going by really, 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 really slow. That is great. Love it. <laughs> For police and patients alike, don't be stupid stoners. Yeah. Don't yeah. Don't call the cops. <laughs> no, no, unless it's, uh, are we still on the air? Oh, does anybody have anything to add to that? Well, I was just going to say, go check out Orange County Normal. we got a lot of stuff coming up, orangecountynormal.org. Also, apothecarygenetics.com and Gecko University. And pattycakes.com, P-A-T-I-C-A-K-E-S.com. Medicalmarijuana411.com. Take it away, Bob. I love it. See you all next week. See you all next week. Renegade Nation. Have a great week. 